0: Everybody, I'm Jody Marks and welcome to Breaking It Down with Jody Marks, brought to you by P3 Theatre Company, where every week I sit down and talk with a new group of panelists who not only help educate us all, but also help give the black community a voice on topics and conversations that should have happened a long time ago. You can also watch the show live by going to P3 Theatre Company's Facebook Live every Wednesday at 630 Pacific Time, where if you have a question on the week's topic, we'll be happy to answer it. Now, sit back, listen, and learn because we're about to break it down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking It Down with Jody Marks. My name is Jody Marks, and I'm so excited to have a great panel for you tonight. We have Evan Johnson, Asia Stamps, and Melinda Farrington with us. And our topic for tonight is um, challenges faced by Black performers. So, the first thing I want you all to know is that these are wonderful performers as well. That's why they're here tonight. So I'm gonna have them give you a little intro about themselves, a little bio. So Evan, can you start?
1: Yes, I'd love to. Um, My name is Evan Johnson. I am 25 years old. I studied at AMDA in Los Angeles, California. I graduated in 2017 um, and was blessed to be able to have worked consistently since then. Um, I did the premiere of Hunchback, um, the Ventura County premiere And then I went off to do uh, the national tour of Rudolph for a few years. And then I did a um, non-union tour of Newsies. And then I just recently finished doing Tangled the Musical aboard um, Disney Cruise Lines, the Disney Magic.
0: And then Asia. Hello,
2: everyone. My name is Asia. I am 24, from Chicago. Um, I also studied at AMDA. I graduated October 2018. And I came home. I came straight home to Chicago. Um, I wanted to be able to build in my community and uh, show people from Chicago that we can make it. Um, I did a few episodes of Empire on Fox. And then later on, I auditioned for the Chicago NBA team. And now, well, currently, I am a lovable a Chicago lovable before the pandemic started, so that's where I'm at.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then Melinda? Um, I grew up in Alabama and uh, left to go to college. I was on scholarship at SMU in Dallas. I moved to New York at 19 and was on scholarship at Alvin Ailey for a year. Um, I kind of stumbled into musical theater because my mother was a singer, and I was lucky enough to do five Broadway shows. And... um, realized during all of that that I really enjoyed acting and singing too and um, since I've moved here, I've been lucky enough to do several films, but I did a horror film where I was one of the leads and I recently did Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I was the first person that sang to Zoe in the pilot and um, I am in a web series, and we just put out our fourth episode that we did like literally days before the epidemic started, the pandemic started. So we just um, launched it yesterday. So, and it's about me teaching a dance class um, and the women that take it, and the, the diversity. And um, it's really women of a certain age, but anyway. All right.
0: Yes, I can't wait to see all of your projects after COVID. Oh, my God. Lifted. <laughs> um, so we're going to get right into it. Um, first question, when did you first see a divide in just the entertainment world? Like when you were young or maybe recently, was there like a defining moment when you knew things weren't right?
1: Um, I think for me, it was just recently. Um, with working for Disney, um, Disney is a great company and, and they really, really take care of their performers and their actors um, and all of that. But like many things, it, it, the problem is rooted within the, the roots of the, the organization. And um, it's just their kind of inability to have a blind eye when casting um, solely black roles with any other race as compared to casting a white role with any other race. Um, It's kind of skewed. And that's where I really, really saw it because they're so particular in their shows um, about how they cast. And when you look around the room, it was like, oh, well, you allowed this person to pretend to be this, but when it came to me trying to pretend to be that, that's not even allowed, you know? So that's where I recently just um, experienced it.
0: Anybody else?
2: I'll touch on it. Um, I think when I realized things were different or oh. a little bit uncomfortable, I think when I first got to college, uh, I grew up in a predominantly Black uh, dance studio. And um, college, international students, everything. It was a great college. Um, just one thing that let me know that something was a little different, and it's so minor, and it's actually funny. All of the white girls have banana feet hooked. I've never seen it in my life. Um, black people predominantly, we usually have flat feet. Um, even some of Alvin Ailey dancers, they some of them have really good feet. Um, and some of them they still have good feet, but you can tell the, like, how we are built naturally, our feet are flat. And that I I, I guess I was a little uncomfortable because I was like, to me, I was like, so this is what a real dancer looks like. And um to touch on that, uh, there were some times when there were roles that I felt should have been for African-American students, we didn't get because maybe the technique wasn't there, but the soul was definitely there. We should have had those parts. So it was definitely when I entered college.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm odd man out here. So my, my experiences are completely different. And um, the only story that I can tell is not about the theater. It's, I've married a man who is uh, mixed. Um, and when my son was very young, he was very blonde. And my husband got stopped in a mall, actually twice in Montgomery, Alabama, guns drawn, holding my mm. son, put down the white boy. Um, the women would scream, hold the, 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 I guess it's just a security officer holding a gun at my husband, telling him to put down the whiteboard. And wow. you know, he's like, I'm not going to put down my son until you put down the gun. So I don't have experiences of where I've seen racism towards me, but mm-hmm. I've seen it um, in my family. And um, it, did, it didn't really hit me until all of this that's been going on in the world um, about how serious, um, how serious it is and yeah. how it life right
0: mm-hmm. and that's a that's a hard subject for him to come home and then have to say hey this is what happened
3: right 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 yeah I, i've been blessed to work you know grazie danielle um diversity in casts is a blessing and i've been blessed to work in situations where it's everybody um where it felt like equal footing but how do i know it was equal footing there's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. My experience is different than your experience. And I can think, oh, we're all we're all being treated the same. And I don't know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You
3: know? And that's what it, it concerns me, but I try to be aware. That's all I know how to do. Mm-hmm.
0: And you, you say you try to be aware, but how do we get other performers to try to be aware? That's the question. How do you get the creative teams to try to be aware? Like Evan said, you know, it doesn't really run with the performers maybe that are going because they're showing up, but it's a creative team that has that leverage that, that last say of these are the people that are getting the roles and how do you get to them? You know, how do, how do we make color, like colorblind casting? Right.
3: I think it starts at the top, doesn't it? I think the creative staff has to be diverse, Mm -hmm. right? We need that creative staff to be not all white. We need that, that creative staff to have, diversity that we want to see on stage. Stage is supposed to represent life. Life is diverse. That's what theater should be. It should be as diverse as we are as a country, as a nation, as, a, as the world, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and when I just got done doing Tangled the Musical with Disney, um, I was the first black person in however long that show, that show has been running for four years on that ship. And just this recently, I was the first black um, person in my track in that show. it 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 actually brought up a problem um disney's like i said they're very specific about how they cast and there's one track in that show that's a female track that is played by an african-american um female and my track is normally played by a white male because that's what they've cast um so those two tracks are always together throughout the entire show so when i got cast and we started going through the the book of the show we got to the theater in tech and they look and they're like you and the black only other black person on stage are together the entire show it made it look like they had put the two black people together the entire show and they didn't even realize they pulled me aside during tech and they were like we are so sorry like we have to change this like this is not like you were just the first african-american person to play this so we don't we didn't know that that was even a problem and so I'm hoping that I was the change um, for this show and for, for the creative team. Like, I'm hoping that they, they that opens their eyes to look into things like that more that they may have not looked into if you know it was cast like it normally is.
0: Yeah. Um, we actually got a question from Glenn Farrington. <laughs> um, it wasn't really a question, it was more of a statement. He said, for TV, it needs to start in the writer's room. Ooh. And that yeah. actually brought up a really good point because we see most people of color are either like a maid, a mm-hmm. thug, you know, somebody right. of you being like on the street homeless. Yes. And it, that poses a question because if you're a little kid and you see that, what is, rep, what, what is represented? You know, yeah. why? Because why is it so important to have good representation
3: of your, your culture instead of just being the thug on the street? Right, right. Yes. you want to see who you dream to be, right, as a child, right, who your hopes and aspirations are, you want to see that reflected, Yeah. whether it's theater or television or film, right, you because want to see a- it up there.
1: Absolutely, as we know, thugs aren't just depicted as African American people, I mean Scarface and, and, and all these other people that played, you know, major, um, like, authority thuggish roles it's not always you know african-american it can be white it can be any race it can be any race
0: right
3: true
0: okay. well, that's so true that it needs to start in the writer's room
3: yes. and they had to
0: have a broader depiction of oh, all I'm these things like that. it's not it's not to say like ncis or things like that can't have you know their storylines mm-hmm. but maybe it doesn't always have to be somebody of color or you you know just that just maybe think a little bit more or Or maybe don't have, don't write in your, you know, script, like, oh, this person of color is blah, blah, blah. It could be, why can't they be intelligent or,
1: you know, be a scholar? Where people get confused is like, we're not, we're not asking, I say we in the broad sense, we're not asking, um, for things to completely go opposite. I, what I'm not asking is for now all the thugs to be any other race other than black. It right. is definitely okay that if your vision is for that thug or that gang member or that insert here to be African-American or any race, that is okay. I just ask that it's not the like, duh, norm, you know? Right, right, that it's right. not always. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, um I think... are...
3: okay. Oh, Keep going, Asia. you're good.
2: Okay, Um, I think for me, I was, This whole situation that's been happening, it's allowed me to look at perspectives. And I think it's important for us Black people to have that representation because I still know people that live in poor neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of us aren't, I know people that haven't even been downtown Chicago, which is 30 minutes away from where we are. And it's unfortunate because They just don't have that knowledge or, you know, they don't have the resources. But what I feel like we do all have is TV. So if they can learn something off of TV and say, oh, okay, you know, this black person is actually a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I think I want to go to school and be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to think about that that perception as well. You can't just think of um, middle class African-Americans. You can't forget about the lower class, too. So I think that's important to think about as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Just like you said, and also, in another point, of you need to have people that are writing about what they know and not trying to put things that they don't. If you don't know the culture, you shouldn't be right. writing about it. You shouldn't be writing about somebody's experiences that you've never experienced. There's and then everybody. Because, mm-hmm. And especially in an <laughs> audition sense, if you don't have diverse people and say, Maybe it was for Memphis, you know, and say there's nobody that knows that kind of style of black culture. How are you gonna represent that on stage? How are you gonna translate that to an audience or even tell the actors like show that, you know? It's just a different kind of sense.
2: Yeah, I I, I actually would like to touch on Memphis a little bit. My favorite production, my favorite everything, but we didn't have that many black people. In, in the show is predominantly black Yes. so what did we do? We used um, Asian people hispanic, hispanic. people and, and and you know once again it didn't hit me a lot of things are hitting me like the underlying message it's hitting me now that that's not okay because if you only if you if we did newsies and a whole bunch of African American people audition for newsies, were you gonna make that whole show? I just don't see that whole show, you know. Um, I don't see it, I don't see them casting all black people and then maybe two or three white people. I don't see no. that. So yeah. I feel like especially like you just said, Jody, that yeah. that type of error, that, that come that's something within us that everybody doesn't have, that soul, that that spiritual thing in us that's embedded in us since birth. And, you know, it was sometimes I'm like, you, you got to get that groove and they didn't have that groove but I'm not you know I'm not the choreographer I'm not the director but looking back I'm like I feel like we you know even if we only have five African-American people then you should have just left it with five you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for they, the respect of it
1: mm-hmm. they tried to fill their numbers with adding yes and, they, right. I, and yes
2: <clears throat> and it's a college production I get it mm-hmm. but we got to look at the principles of it all. Are you going to do that for Newsies? Are you going to do that for any other predominantly white Broadway show?
1: And I hope Jody, this isn't getting you off topic, but oh, going no. with the, going with the show, the whole casting shows, um, that is a. I think that can be a big problem, and it has been a big problem in the past. And and maybe I've been subjected to it and didn't even know or mm-hmm. accepted something without knowing. But I think that some people's argument is is why does why do like all Black shows have to be all Black. And my biggest, um, I guess, rebuttal to that would be, if any show, and this is The King and I, this is West Side Story, this is um, so on and so forth of the shows, if the show's predominant message is based around a demographic of people or, or culture, I think that it needs to be that culture. Um, But if it it is not, if it is a fairy tale, if it is something that is um, fictitious, if it does not state anywhere in the show or in the the script that it has to be that specific group of people, I think that it can be whoever it is, you know, I I would never go audition for The King and I, um, nor would I ever be expected to be cast in West Side Story. Is that a dream? absolutely, I would love to dance that show. But if I'm not cast, I truly, truly understand that, that that director or choreographer is doing what they need to do to keep the integrity of that show. My problem is when people take it upon themselves to feel entitled um, to, to something like that. It's like something like West Side Story, The Revival. It is like basically like black and white and Hispanic. It's really, really cool. But that is that vision for that show, you yeah. know? But if that's not the vision for that show, if they're going traditional, then it needs to be traditional.
0: Right, and actually Greg Williamson, which is, um, I'm looking at all of these comments on Facebook as well. He made a comment. Um, he said, this is the same thing when it comes to hairspray. The white people are always white, but the black people are interchangeable with people of color. Yes. And that, I've, I've seen, I've seen hairspray where I will see, you know, a Hispanic person be called like Negro. And I'm like, no that you could have put one of your black performers in that spot, but yeah. you decided not to. And then there's right. a problem because you, they, it's like they don't realize. And I feel like sometimes it takes somebody to tell them, like, yeah. you know that's not right. But sometimes as a performer, when you're doing a show, you feel like you can't say that to the director. Like I've been in those situations where I'm yep. like, I can't say that like i i think this is not the right direction and it looks a little bad but i'm just gonna bite my tongue or i feel like the token black performer and, black especially, black and, black. I, and I felt like that sometimes in college is the token you know mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh you should never feel yeah. like in a performance and you should be able to have a voice right mm-hmm. and unfortunately mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like we try to hide or we think we have to like, we can't do anything wrong or like make them think anything of us that we, we just sit there and take it or say anything. And then later on somebody would be like, that didn't look right. And be like, I know I should have said something. And it's a, it's a sticky situation. And I feel like it it just needs to happen. And people need to start having those hard conversations when you're at like rehearsal and you think this isn't right. And sometimes it is hard because you're thinking I might not ever get hired by this person ever again.
3: So, if, I, if I'm understanding you guys, forgive me if I'm misunderstanding. You would prefer, like, if 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 enough, if the cast was supposed to be black and not enough pe- black people came to fill the numbers, you think it should just be smaller numbers and not have other people representing um, the black cast that, that aren't black? Is that? I,
1: I think. I think that it should either, and this is, yes. I think yes is my answer. I think that either you have, you find or you scout the clientele to be able to do it respectfully or you don't do it. And it's exactly how I feel about Newsies. If you don't have the men that can dance like that and you're having to put in women, then I think that you should respect that show and just not do it. I don't think that you should dilute the show to be able to put on the show. Well, you should
0: also know your like geographic, right? Like you should know what your area is predominantly based off of. But also this is where I get in the comment of where I've had black friends where they go, I just didn't think I'd get hired. And I'm like, no, at this point, you gotta go. Like you have to go to every audition. You have to put yourself out there because things are changing. And I and I'm hoping for the better that it's becoming less, you know, like and it's becoming colorblind like Hamilton came out. You know, a lot of people are seeing things change. So I I really want, like if anybody's out there that's watching this and is a person of color, like I want them to go out and I don't want them to be scared of like a traditional show where they've only known a white person to play that role because that's where we're harming ourselves as well. Like it's like, we can say the creative team, blah, 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 but like, we got to show up, like mm-hmm. we got to go. We have mm-hmm. to make sure they see us and they hear us. And so I feel like if we start going, hopefully it's based on talent by the end of the day and not skin color. Hopefully they realize, you know what, this, no, you know, it might've been played by a white person, but this, this, this person is is right for the role. Mm-hmm. Like they, they got it. So I hope if more people of color start going out and start going out and then it's just like, they're just in your face. And then, they, right. then you know, then, so right. I really think it it's, it's kind of two sides. It's like the creative team needs to realize, but mm-hmm. then people call you to go out and not be so, scared of maybe being rejected because i've done it in the past i've literally gone out and been like i can't go i'm gonna be rejected that's not my role Mm -hmm. who knows if it's my role there's been been cast in there i didn't think i'd be cast in it you know
3: yeah this is your time this is the time to make change this is the time Mm -hmm. to create change it's everybody's this is we're ready it's ready the world is ready right yeah
2: yeah i agree with you jody on that actually um Going back to Memphis, me and Jahaira was the only Black dance majors that auditioned for that because you know dance majors had three shows that we could audition for that was strictly dance. Yeah. Um, but what I will say, and you know, this is college, so I feel like for a college production, teachers know their students, and we had a good, a good amount of African American students, and I and I've seen it. If the teacher really wants you for the show, they will come and ask you. Hey, you didn't audition. I think you'd be great for this part. So, going back to what you were saying, for me, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Evan. Um, of course, we wouldn't want smaller, you know, performers on the show. But I feel like we could have t- taken extra steps to to encourage them because, for me, like I said, I wasn't into Broadway, but I, I hyped myself up to go um, to just try it out. And also going back to what you said, Jody, I psyched myself out a lot of times with open auditions that I heard in LA because honestly they were going to either pick the really sexy or mixed looking black girl, or they were going to pick the urban white girl. So I would not go missing my blessings because you know, of what I thought wouldn't happen for me.
1: And uh, Melinda, another like to answer that question fully. Uh, yes, and I also think why it's so important that representation is um, is respected is because for so long African American people and any person of color wasn't even allowed to be on stage in history, um, even to the point okay. to where you know white people would dress up in blackface because we weren't allowed to be on stage they would play us and so i think it is so important for what we have to be ours because we finally got it you know and so it's like when you take that away it's like you are literally taking away some of the only things that we have the things that made our way in that industry and that's the sole reason as to why i think it is so important to keep um um, diversity and respect it. And I think that is for, for the King and I and for any other show out there that is true to that culture.
3: Right, makes sense.
0: Linda, well, I, I actually wanna ask you about your experience in Ragtime. Mm-hmm. Because Glenn said, uh, ask her what the white producers decided to do to the cast.
3: Wow, um, it's interesting. Um, some of my Some of my best friends were they kept us separate. They kept the black cast and the white cast. We rehearsed separately. We, My best friends were in the black cast, and wow. I never saw them except mm-hmm. on stage. And it, um, it really bothered all of us, but it did create exactly what they were looking for, which was the tension <laughs> and comfort on stage. So it was, I've got chills. Um, uh, now because it was truly intense when you don't see these people for a month and then you're in their face and you're representing what was going on which was i don't trust you i don't know you you don't know me and it was really fascinating As, as uncomfortable as it was it worked that's wild yeah. I,
0: I actually just um not just because it was supposed to happen you know 2020 um booked ragtime for moonlight amphitheater oh that'll be happening in 2021 oh, but i'm not I'm curious to see what rehearsal's
3: gonna be like now i'm like That's crazy mm. Ooh, truly amazing um uh, score just um because yeah. uh, uh, it is a big cast it's yeah. that sound of all those singers
0: it's so powerful. You never, you never sang together, like all together, like
3: um, in rehearsal. All... No, no. Wow. No, not until we got until we put it on its feet. Like even in the rehearsal space, we would we would rehearse separately and then put it on its feet. Um, but we rehearsed completely separately.
1: That is crazy. wild well,
3: well to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to do it with um, Brian. So Stokes, uh, I, I'm sorry. His, I, it's funny, I was just listening to the COVID memorial that he sang from Lincoln Center, and his voice is probably, he's actually a, a good friend of Glenn and mine, because his wife, Allison, is one of my dear friends. But his voice is probably my favorite of any male voice that I can think of. Like, he just makes me... Like, I can't breathe. He's got such a beautiful tone. Um, so it was great just to watch him on stage. Yeah. Oh,
0: I would love to work with him.
3: <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yes. Him in Ragtime with Audrey McDonald was one oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. What a treat. It, it was one of, it literally has been one of my just, one of those moments where you go, oh, I c- that I could do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, And that's what I'm talking about, representation on stage, is yes. you finally see yourself mm-hmm. as a little girl. Or even when I saw Lion King for the first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You go, oh, my gosh, they're all like me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I could do that. Yes. You know, you finally yes. get the bug or the, that acting bug. And you go, oh, this is, I could do it too. It's not just, you know.
1: But even that show it. is really um, not, it doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything. But even they, th- every now and again, throw in a white dancer they do yes and and like just to see you know it's like that's not something that is super important but it's like when you think about it it's like really you like you couldn't have you couldn't have found just all black you had to throw in one well how
2: about this are you gonna just throw one of us in the other
0: shows
1: yeah like i
0: said the token
1: the token exactly right it exists in both worlds and i think that that's important to realize Just, too
0: like i like i've seen in hamilton they have a token white person of every show too
1: multiple they're not yeah. Hamilton's, they're they, not
0: ashamed from it either
1: when they first opened it was very very like edgy and in, in any race other than white is what they said um but it's they're very very open now they would definitely take a um a more urban like um asia said a more urban um like grungy style mm-hmm. um um white person over, you know, right. African American right. or some other race.
0: Ah, but at least it's starting to become a little bit less Absolutely. colorblind. Absolutely. You know, there's, like you said, there's obviously things like there should not be. But how do you think we're going to be seeing colorblind casting moving forward?
1: I think it's going to be... So um, question. So I already thought that, you know, people say, um, oh, black is in, black is in, which is great, but it's like, why was it ever not in, but that, moving on. <laughs> um, black is in, well, I really think that this time when the industry does open back up, whenever that is, is gonna bring a whole new meaning to that phrase. Um, I just hope that it's not done in spite. I hope that it's not done like to degrade or to like teach a lesson, if that if, if I make if I'm making any kind of a sense, I want it to be done because it, it's time and it needs to be done and fairly. I, what I don't want to happen is we're only seeing black people, or we're we're mm-hmm. we're not really seeing you right now, or you know, like I don't want this to flip. That, that's not what I want. I don't want reverse racism. Right. I just want to have an equal chance, like everybody else.
3: Absolutely, I think it is a time. I think it's a time of hope. I certainly. from my perspective, it's a time of hope for change Mm -hmm. and true, honest to goodness, people looking at themselves and the world around them and trying to make it better. Yes. You know, I hope that's not naive. I really feel like we all want it to be better.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. I think um, not to be negative, guys. However. I think from doing research, I, it's, it's so much, like you said, Evan, it's really in the root, And at this point, we have to start with the laws and the admin, like we need to, because those are not even set for us in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I feel like we should live in a colorblind society and I do have hope for it. Um, it's definitely going to take some time. And if, if it doesn't happen, I think that my people are and other um, race, races are at a point where they're fed up. And I'm hoping that my people and other races are willing to stand up, like you said, Jody, and speak up and say something. So then we can become that colorblind society and things like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't think systemic racism is going to go away like mm-hmm. just because we want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. Everybody isn't on the same page. Mm -hmm. But I think more of us are on the same page that are on that other page. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree, and I think that the process.
1: Yep, and I think it goes back to what Jody's saying too, which is like, because of this newfound um, confidence that people of color have right now Mm -hmm. and this newfound Mm -hmm. voice, I'm hoping that we flood the audition rooms, you know? Because when we're in front of them auditioning, um, then they they won't be able to help but to cast, you know, people that are right for the role. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Or they can't use the excuse of not not enough people of color came.
1: Exactly, people heard exactly. that. Right,
0: people came to the right. To the, there, there was um. Oh, I had a, a debate about this with somebody actually the other day, where in Australia they had an In the Heights cast, and all of them are white except for the dad, who was actually Hispanic. And they were trying to explain to me how that was okay, and I was trying to explain to them how that's not okay. <laughs> um because they don't understand the culture Mm -mm. like they don't they just don't know what that they those people had to go through living in that kind of situation you know not not, and not to say that maybe they didn't have like a similar situation where there was hard times but that's a different kind of culture Mm -hmm. like that that's a that's a way of life yeah right and it, it just baffled my mind i was like and those are the kind of conversations that we have to have in the entertainment business to let them know like realize like that is not okay for whatever nationality but you can't drop like people into a show that will never get what the show is about or never get the struggle because how are they supposed to portray something and make an audience believe that this is real when they can't even believe it themselves
1: absolutely right
0: you know what i mean so yeah
1: you don't like that's not to say that there aren't Hispanic people who haven't lived that because there are. There are mm-hmm. multiple Hispanic people that have not lived that exact life, but for the very reason that I think it's important that people of color are are represented and respected, I think it's the exact same thing for that race too because that race was also not allowed to do theater and 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 any anything really anything of entertainment, you know. So for that for that exact same reason, I just think it is important to let them actually do it because that show was made for them to be able to do it because they finally got the right, you know.
0: Right. right. Mm-hmm. And it was made by Lin Manuel roman Wow, why can't I say his name right now when I love him, Lin Manuel <laughs> Miranda. <laughs> you no. know, tongue tied. I love this man, um, but you know because. He realized he had to make a show for himself. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. Right. And out of this experience, I'm hoping that a lot of a lot of young playwrights or people of color that can maybe put a story out there, mm-hmm. like August mm-hmm. Wilson, can put a story out there that represents them and represents us something they want to talk about, and it's not going to be just a generic, you know, you're a maid. Here's one, two, cent. Bye.
1: Can we I'm hoping that? that
0: they make a story and they're represented and they get to be in it. You know, and
1: can it's we talk their about how, vision. How powerful what you just said was. Lynn Monroe, he had to Lynn <laughs> Lin Monroe.
3: There you go.
1: <laughs> he had to make a show so that he could be in it. Like, can we can we just think about that? Like, so when somebody asks, like, if there was a problem or if there was actually a problem, well. Somebody of color had to make a show so that they could be a part of the. You know, it's like, there's definitely there was definitely a problem. I just I just think that that was powerful.
0: Right. Yeah. Yep. And I just yeah. hope it continues.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, I was gonna to touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I was gonna to touch on. Um, I think it was the BT Awards. Tyler Perry made a speech, and he basically was just saying like don't he he basically said that i'm i'm not waiting to sit at the table at the grammys i'm not waiting i'm trying to create my own award for my my people i'm you know i i think his um his studio uh is in atlanta he's like i i created this studio in the in the one of the worst uh cities or parts in atlanta and it's like at some point we have to start creating our own. Like you said, we have to start creating our own. um, Stop doing, I guess, what we think is the right way or what we were told, what, what we grew up on. Um, Me and my uncle had a conversation where he was just saying at a young age, his father was telling him that, you know, if you want to get up in this world, you basically have to kiss their butt. And, and if you're going to do that and you get up in this world, Make sure you make not one mistake because they're going to knock you back down. And I feel like we're done with that. We're tired of that. Let's create our own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I would love to be a part of all those wonderful um, legendary productions on Broadway, but let's create our own stories. We got a lot to tell. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So- and we have Absolutely. people to do it too. Not like we don't we- each other. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Yep. I'm going to call on y'all for a
3: for one musical one
0: day. Get ready. <laughs> so, I'll
1: come
3: see it. <laughs> you can be in yeah. it. <laughs> I am gonna say, I gonna say, I'm trying to be in it.
1: <laughs> that's why I think all of those musicals, I mean, if you, if you really take a deeper meaning, it's like, that's why all of those predominantly any other race other than um, Caucasian musicals were made is, exactly. is so that they didn't have a choice, but to cast that race, mm-hmm. whatever that race may be for whatever those shows are, you right. know?
3: Yeah,
0: there's also one thing I do want to t- touch upon because LaDuca shoes, we all know LaDuca character shoes are the, the in shoe for all the Broadway and theater world. But I just saw that they are starting to make an all co- like all colors. You know mm-hmm. why did it take so long? And also, why do you have to pay more if you were a person of color to get your color? You know, That's what I I never got.
1: I didn't think this was a problem until somebody explained it to me I truly didn't I was kind of naive to this I was like this is not a problem they're doing something to to rebuttal like they're giving us a shoot and then I like thought about it and I'm like but why are how long has this company been around how long have you been supporting all these these shows where there are there have been African American you support African American shows predominantly so it's like why did it take a movement for us to get a shoe and why did you make it like a like it was um, a gift to us like oh because of Black Lives Matter here's a shoe it's Mm -hmm. like when I and it's
2: like I almost don't want it now
1: that and that's what some people were saying it's like you really think about it and it's like but but why is this all of a sudden just now happening like now you're trying to pick up the pieces
2: yep yep save your butt Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because even with the tights That's been a thing. I just signed a a petition for that. I grew up, like I said, I grew up in a predominantly black uh, studio and we wore black tights or skin tone. Now that skin tone wasn't our skin tone, but it was was close enough to us. And Mm -hmm. I went to college in 2016 and on our supply list, guess what I had to get? 10 black leotards and 10 pink, the pinkest tights. And I don't even think I made it and it was crazy because I painted my ballet shoes brown. So I have on brown ballet shoes, a pink type, and a black Leo. And I think if I'm right, I think it was either my second or third semester. Uh, one of our African-American teachers literally said, can I have all my black people over here in the corner? And we were like, oh, like we're new, what's going on? And she said, don't ever wear those pink types Get It's not your skin tone. And it's 2016. And from that day on, we started buying our skin tone tights, but it was just like, why was that even in the rule book that I need pink tights? Did you think you were only getting um, non-Black students? I don't understand. So it's like that underlying thing that we didn't even think about, but like, that was the situation where I felt uncomfortable because now I'm in ballet class and, you know, I don't even feel confident because my appearance is not there either i look crazy i have on a black leotard pink tights in my skin tone shoes I, I don't even feel ready to dance right now because i feel uncomfortable i feel off
0: in this situation and see That's i nice. wish i had a teacher that said something because i felt so awkward in those pink types because let's be real i got i got curbs okay okay and and you know when tights are go up this the Color starts, you know, getting like <laughs> I would put two pairs of pink tights on just to feel oh normal gosh. or just in that LA real, heat, just to feel normal and to feel like I fit in with the rest of everybody wearing tights mm-hmm. because they needed to match in my mind. I don't know why. You know, you think of crazy things of wearing class and people are going to judge me what I wear. No one's really judging you, you know, just you're judging right. yourself. Right. But in my mind, oh, this, I'm, this is my first semester in college. I have to fit. I have to yeah. conform to the class. So I mean,
2: I do two, two things are tight. We, we look the fool. We look the fool.
1: Some, people may, be, some <laughs> people may be watching and thinking, like, oh, well, it's, it's just tights and I don't really get, or it's just shoes. I don't get how that's a problem. Well, here's how it's a problem. Because it's in the roots. It's like things like, like you get shoes that are the color of your skin, but if they don't even have shoes that are the color of my skin, if they don't even have tights that are the color of my skin, if they don't even have mm-hmm. insert here, it's like that's what we mean by systemic racism. Exactly. Is that it's built yeah. into the very like, fibers that this country mm-hmm. is run on. It's like, and that's that, it, it exists, you know? Right. It's like up until, Last week, I couldn't even go to Laduca and find a shoe that was, you know, was right yeah. for me that looked mm-hmm. like me.
3: Right. right. Well, I'm not something I ever thought about. So thank you for enlightening me. It's,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's, it's yeah, it's a thing to be aware of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think
2: I think it's really big, at least for me personally. Like it's that thing. Uh, Miss Tracy even said that you show up looking good, you feel good, your performance is good. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, that was a big thing for me, along with hair. Um, mm-hmm. Totally big That's... thing for me. <laughs> um, But I think she is like a celebrity lawyer. She's African American. And I can give you the link, Jody. after this, she did an interview. And she basically broke it down to this lady. Um, she said, you see what I'm wearing? This European designer clothes. And she said it's amazing. I love it. And she said, I, "I, I wouldn't be wearing this right now if I knew my culture. And you know, if my culture wasn't stole away from me, you know, I would probably be wearing a floral dress without a bra. I would probably be wearing a head wrap. I would probably be wearing this." And the lady said to her, "Well, you can." And she said, "In corporate America, you think they're not gonna turn me around for having braids in my hair?" She said, "At some point, she couldn't go to." to the court after she went through all this school to become a lawyer if she went into the court with braids in her hair they would turn her around what you know what i'm saying so it's just like it's like like you said evan it's in the root and and it's not it's, it's about looking good and feeling good but also like this isn't me these pink tights are literally not me this is not my yeah. skin color this is not my culture i mean touching on, sorry to keep speaking so much, but touching on a job that I have. Um, so, it's like two black girls, including myself. Everybody else is uh, Caucasian. And we have three colors for tights. It's pale, suntan, which is what I use, or chocolate. And not all the girls are pale they tan or they're just naturally you know tan so everybody's using suntan I feel uncomfortable I feel uncomfortable why are you wearing my skin tone tights and why do we only have three colors I I mean I don't and that's the underlying racism to me because it's like you feel comfortable that you're wearing the same skin tone as me but your face is a whole different color? That doesn't feel weird to you? I don't know.
0: That's just me.
1: Yeah, no, I understand that. No, I completely get that. I get. That it.
0: happened to me many
1: times.
0: <clears throat> I'm like, this is ridiculous. Or they make me wear the lighter skin color or mm-hmm. or I have to go buy it. Say they have yes. like everybody else, they give it to everybody else and I go, this is not this is not the same. Then then they go, then you're going to have to find it.
1: Or right. I've even I'd even gotten like, well, this is close enough. It's like yes. you know, and it's small things. It's like, I'm not making a big deal, right? Like I didn't go off and curse oh, them, I'm make a bus, but it's just the small things that add up. It's like that comment really, like it's well, it's close enough. Like you couldn't have just really made it in my skin tone or really made it match me or really gotten, you know. Exactly.
2: And and I would even touch on that because there were some girls that was like, Oh, I'm getting so tan. You know, we started with the pale color. But now it's summer, I'm getting tan, so I need to get the suntan. No, because now I kind of want to say what they said to you, Evan. Uh, no, the pill is actually closer to your skin. I think you should stay over there in that category. Yeah. But yeah. nobody was there to stop it. Nobody said, well, this suntan is close enough. Actually, no, it's not. It's closer to me. Like, it, it it's something should have been said. But I think, like, going back to what you said, Jody. um, sometimes maybe we feel like we can't speak up. And I know for a fact, for me, me being blunt, me being loud, people saw that as intimidating. Mm. Me being honest and me being me was intimidating. And especially this year, I was like, I'm not changing myself for y'all. You either take it or leave it, because if I'm being honest, if a white woman was bold, blunt, and loud, would you be intimidated?
3: I'm just saying, me personally. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to step in, a white woman is still considered a bitch if she is... <laughs> exactly, still, exactly. Still considered a bitch if she's loud exactly. and in charge and...
2: Yes, right. so. yes. But the, but the the problem with that is, is that going back to the thug comment, anybody can be a thug, mm-hmm. but uh, we only cast the black people as thugs, just like they only cast the black women for the loud, bold, sassy aggressive part you
0: know sassy mm-hmm. part i think I was, I was always given that part in college yeah. it's a great part to have it's right you Agreed. know i really do love be sassy but not all the time
1: yeah right. and, but i think but it, for them it, let's take a show like Aladdin you know um in um one jump ahead uh, what's that there's a line that is sung by a, like a really gospel um oh my gosh Oh my gosh, I can't think of it, and I just had it in my head. There's this one line that sung, and it sung very gospel. Um, and in the the stage musical, it was cast as a black person. Now I'm not complaining about that. The problem with that though is is that the predominant cast was white, and then they use that as like, oh well, that's that's it. That's the token black person right there. Like that's the role, that gospel singer. And it's like that's okay. We're good at that. Like thank you. However. We could have been any other like you know exactly. And, and, exactly. and that show is also like a fine line because right, we we're supposed to be showing um uh, middle eastern or or Eastern yes. people, mm-hmm. so they've also Disney has kind of mixed that quite a bit I, I they do keep it close, but that is also another one where it's like wow well,
0: but that's that's another kind of like little little thing that kind of annoys me is there are people out that are there that are very talented that you can't get that you don't have to go for even black people. Like, you know, it's not us either, you know? Like, exactly. you have talent. You just need to have to be willing to listen to it.
1: I know a many, it. yes, I know many, Um, let's just say white or Caucasian singers that are very soulful and very gospel, you know? So it's like, yeah. if you wanted that sound, fine. Like, but it didn't have to be that, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> well, I love this conversation. <laughs> I could really talk to you all, probably for like so many more hours, but we're just going to wrap it up. But I just want um, our last takeaway and the last question to be, what do you want, if you could, if you were talking to a creative team right now, if they're listening, and hopefully they will be later mm-hmm. on, um, what would you want them to take away from this? Or anybody, person of color or anything, what do you want them to know
2: Definitely don't sit around and wait for the opportunity. Go take it for yourself.
1: I think mine would be, um, I don't want to be treated better than or different. I just want to be treated equal.
3: For me, there's an important place for all the voices. All the voices need to be heard. And, um, And if somebody's not writing the voice that you want to be heard, then you write it. And that's on period.
1: Right. Link. <laughs> <Period for blank. laughs>
0: Thank you all so much for being on the second episode.
1: Thank you. Britney Thank you. nice to meet you. And yes, yeah, like, nice
0: me
3: like to meet you. bring you on again. Who knows?
1: This yeah, is been a long time. People so gotta listen. I'm down. I'm, I'm down. stuck in the house doing nothing, trying to okay tape it.
3: <laughs> nice to meet you all.